Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. This podcast is about all things outdoor photography, including landscapes, wildlife, macro, and more. The show features two talented photographers, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, who bring their different experiences in photography to the podcast. The show is released weekly every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In today's episode, Henry and Ryan talk about creative long-term and short-term projects for their photography. They delve into how gear can affect the final outcomes of their photos, and how a photo series can allow you to experiment and grow in your career. Okay, start. All right, three, two, one, clap. Perfect. All right. Welcome awesome. back to episode 35 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. It's uh, 34. It's 34. Shoot. Welcome back to episode 34 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. And today we're gonna get creative. <laughs> we're talking about uh, projects, uh, photo series, and anything that's kind of just like a maybe like a bigger, longer term project uh, for photography. Yeah, um, this is a very kind of open term. You know, it can mean a lot of different things. So we'll just kind of go over everything today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the more creative side, I think, and just planning out things in the long term. I don't know how else to say it, but yeah, we'll go ahead and dive right into it. Yeah. So, Ryan, what personal creative projects have you done? Oh, that's good. Uh, in terms of photography, I've done I've done quite a few. Um, lately, in the past couple of years, I dabbled in some video, as pretty sure all of you know by now. Um, and like I've done a couple. My biggest one would be on location series, of course, um, that I'm still doing to this day. Um, got lots of. I think I've almost got like 100 videos by now. Oh wow! It feels like it by now. You know, lots of videos in that project. And that's just simply like kind of everyday vlogs, I guess, of my my travels and you know the pictures I take, um, namely at new locations, of course, um, which is a lot of fun, and just get my first kind of reactions as I'm there. Um, and I've also done some smaller scale uh, projects, like I did last year in 2020, um, a cover bridge series. Uh, that was a I divided it up into three parts, and they're all about 20 minute videos each. Um, so you get this hour long big video of me um, photographing these six cover bridges in my local county. Um, it took about eight hours in a single day just to you know, get that all done. Um, but of course, before that, even I did lots of like, proper planning and stuff like that to just get ready and just research, you know, the subject that I was photographing, of course. Um, it really was not spur of the moment. So um, those are just a couple of examples, I guess, of projects. Um, I had some other ones, big and small, but um, this first couple, I guess, that come to mind. Yeah. That cover bridge is just such a cool idea. Um <laughs> I love watching that video series as well. It's great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it took a lot of work editing and chopping it all together. I, I think at first I wanted to do one big video, which could have been like half an hour, 40 minutes. But I'm like, I had so much there to like talk about with each one. That I was like, I'm just going to divvy it up. And mm-hmm. I think I did two bridges for each episode, so six. Um, yeah, it's just how it turned out. And, and you shot that all in one day. Oh, my God, the voice cracks. What the heck? <laughs> cut okay uh you shot that all in one day right uh yep, yep eight hours yep wow from start to finish yeah i started early morning uh i think the very first one that video series i, I actually biked to just because it, it was right along the bike trail um but yeah the other ones i drove to and just you know did my thing there but yeah it, it was a lot of fun it was different it was my first time really doing that kind of subject matter um and it was a lot of fun it kind of opened up other creative opportunities and possibilities Mm -hmm. 
that'd be great to like work with some Ohio company or Ohio uh, program with like the covered bridges and like mm-hmm. I'm sure there'd be some organizations that would want to like hang that up or something. Oh, definitely. Um, I hope there is. <laughs> That's actually gonna. You, you remind me of that. So thank you. Yeah, it's like um, kind of shopping around, I guess, because that those kind of shots would be great for like the local county or even just the whole entire state. Like yeah. Um, and there's like travel ohio ohio magazine um different ones like that publications that you know that may be interested in stuff like that because it is like an ohio icon i think or midwest in general you know cover bridges yeah it'd be awesome mm-hmm. yeah how about you what kind of projects do you have um well or have done let's see um i'd say probably it really isn't a project anymore but when it started, I started in like August. Wildlife photography was really kind of a side project that, you know, I was just trying on the side, seeing how I did. And now it's like a lot of my photography now. So that's kind of a project that kind of evolved um, into just part of my daily photography. Um, but, you know, at first it was really cool to kind of experiment because that's totally different than landscapes. It's just different camera settings, different everything. So. Uh, that was kind of a fun thing I considered the project at first. Now I don't really consider it one, but it's kind of cool to look back at those first uh, kind of wildlife images and see how far I've come since then. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so was so did you kind of go into that with the mindset of like this is going to be a temporary thing I'm going to try? Like, did you just kind of consider yourself like dabbling into it? Is well, that, that um, a project? yeah, because I actually the wildlife lens, I actually rented it. So I wasn't really planning to keep it. I was just going to try it for, I believe, a week or two weeks um, over the last summer. Uh, but I liked it so much. I just bought the lens right from the rental place. So um, I just I originally just thought I was going to play around a little bit. I was bored in the summer, like I was tired of all the green foliage and I wanted <laughs> something new. So I decided to do wildlife and here I am now. So you bit the bug yeah yeah it is addicting though oh yeah i can agree to that <laughs> that's that's actually a really cool way to kind of get into it though that's that's really neat most people just kind of just i'm doing the thing the birding or mm-hmm. you know whatever you photograph you know wildlife wise but yeah that's really neat that's kind of almost became like an accident where you just kind of was like oh i'm gonna rent this lens try it out for a bit and you you know decide that you really liked it yeah so that's really cool um, and then yeah. I'd say another project for me, uh, well, one would be this podcast. We don't need to explain the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a big project. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I guess, I guess you could consider my YouTube channel a project. I really need to start making more videos. Um, that's going to be definitely this summer when I have time, I'll get back to weekly, I swear. But, um, <laughs> what I did for a while last year, uh, I think I did this for about six straight weeks. Maybe is I did, I was shooting so much last summer that I did like a, my favorite images. So every week I would go over my, um, favorite images of the week and like the camera settings and whatnot, a little bit of the story. I really enjoyed doing that series. Um, I don't know why I stopped it. I, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, pretty, pretty simple to make. It didn't take, long but it was nice to just kind of reflect on your images um so, mm-hmm. so that was a fun one um yeah i think that's pretty much it i can't really think of any other large-scale ones um i'm always trying new kinds of photography you know different 
settings and stuff but uh yeah hmm. yeah i mean i will say it's like quality over quantity like so lately i've been doing like the weekly upload stuff and it's like there's a couple episodes or or videos rather that just i don't know that like aren't really when i look back on the finished product it's like some of the recent ones are just not as good at least in my opinion and i know it's like we could be our own worst critics and stuff but sometimes it is that quality versus quantity you have to kind of balance that of course but yeah so you almost get like too over invested in the, like mm-hmm. this one thing that you're working on it's like you almost you like the output i guess is what i'm saying is just too much uh-huh. sometimes it's like you kind of have to step back and like i might take a break from it mm-hmm. that like particular thing i'll say yeah i feel like with youtube though i'm just being lazy like i i just need to get back into it it doesn't really take a lot of work to make the videos honestly so i i could definitely do weekly i think um and, you, and plus you don't you don't do the in the field stuff no. so although it's like a lot easier i'm thinking i'm thinking more and more this summer i might do it i i don't know like i i i've been shooting some like other video projects and like in the field and it was um it made me kind of want to try it. I don't know. I have tried one. The footage is out there. Um, well, it's on my hard drive. Uh, I didn't. Li- there was like nothing interesting about it. Um, but you know, maybe I'll vlog. I don't know. Who knows? Hmm. Do like a lost episode. Uh, <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. But I, I do definitely want to move more to like. I don't really care about making gear videos. Like as much as I like gear, I don't really like making it. So I do want to move more to the mm-hmm. style of videos. And I, I do this pretty often where I just kind of go over images of mine and just kind of explain them. Um, people seem to respond well to those to those kind of things. So I think I'll do more of those, definitely. Yeah, like your your most recent ones about your trips um, to the, was it the Carolinas, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I like them, of course, but like I feel like it's neat to kind of see your perspective I guess, like about your trip excuse me sorry everyone, it's okay everyone has a, like a unique kind of spin on it and like this was like your experience being there and the photos that you took there so i feel like that's neat kind of like a travel kind of photography perspective that people like to see and for you to like verbally not only in writing but like verbally <laughs> talk about it it's pretty cool too yeah and i don't i don't see a lot of that on youtube really for some reason mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, and it's neat because you don't really get so hung up on the video aspect in the field, of course. You kind of just focus solely on the uh, photos, I'm assuming, and then come back to your you know, HQ and you kind of just start recounting the details of each kind of trip or photo. Yeah. So it almost works out better, I'd say, in your favor. I think what might be a good balance is like shooting some B-roll on the field and then coming back and maybe narrating over part of it, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I, I, think, I like what Mark... Have you ever watched Mark Smith photography? No, I haven't heard of him. Uh, who is he? Uh, so he's basically a, a really talented wildlife photographer in Florida. Um, he makes really like high-quality YouTube videos where he'll, he'll shoot B-roll in the field and then he'll narrate it at home. It's just really dynamic, and it's it's very different from the like traditional vlog style. Hmm. That's just interesting though, because I know with my on location series, it's like a lot of them is like locations I go to. A lot of them I haven't been to, and it's the whole point of that series for me is that um, I want to get the one video there and get my genuine reactions there. Um, so I feel like it's like if I go back to my house and like recount the details days or even a week later, 
like it doesn't quite capture that magic the same, you know, wouldn't be quite the same. Yeah, I mean that's that definitely could be a problem with that. I I didn't even think about that. That's it's a good thought. Um, yeah, I'll just have to see. I'm just you know try a couple different things and you know whatever feels right I'll roll with. I think. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's like not trying to like put down the idea, but it's just like at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. It just depends on which I guess your approach to them too. Like for me, it's like it's kind of neat to see my overexcitement taking this one photo, and then I go back on the computer and edit it. And I'm like, it's really not that good. Like it kind of just is kind of trips you up a little bit. Well, whereas other shots where I'm not really too like impressed of in the field, I'll go back and edit them. And they're like, actually some of my favorites I've ever taken. So, you know, it just really just, it depends. It's like a mixed bag, I guess. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, yeah. I mean, some days, you know, I'm sure filming in the field can feel great. Some days it'll, it's probably not as fun, mm-hmm. you know? Like you, you want to make sure you can like fit it in with your workflow well, not have too much of a disruption. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when I took a break from those that style of video. It's like I kind of was like directionless for a few weeks or a month or two because I was like I'm so used to the workflow, like you said, of just taking like the GoPro now is what I use and just like filming myself talking about stuff. But like without that, it's just kind of like kind of left a void, I guess, in like the creative process for for me at least. Yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. So, why do you bother with these side projects in general in the first place? Uh, well, good question. It's like it's basically several fold where it's like I need like a goal in mind. Like I can just keep taking photos. That's of course that's great. Like I do that any day, right? But it's nice to have like a goal, whether it's big or small, doesn't matter. Uh, just to really center yourself on. So like the cover bridge thing. I could have just took those video or excuse me, could have took those photos and not, you know, film the day, not make a big deal out of it. And it would have been okay. Like, you know, it's still the stories of taking them and stuff, but like, I was like, I need to do a video with this and then make it like a nice big video or like how it turned out to be three parts. Um, just because I like to make projects out of things. I don't know. It just kind of helps my, my creativity kind of center on one thing, you know, whereas just taking photos yeah. is great on its own, but like kind of needs like an extra element, I guess. I don't know. That's really what I'm after, I guess. Yeah, you can kind of transition from the field and kind of carry that back with you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just depends, though. I mean, not every, like, ideal I have in mind, like, requires a big project or some bloated long-term thing that, you know, endeavor to go into. But, like, you know, it's 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 kind of fun, though. It kind of helps shake up the process a little bit more in the routine of it. Yeah. How about you? Definitely. Um, I really like doing kind of side projects when, or just even, you know, recurring projects when I'm just kind of burnt out with kind of the normal procedures of photography, just kind of helps shake things up. Um, kind of gives me a different view on things, I guess. Mm. Uh, and it's just, it's really cool to just kind of push the limits of what I normally do, kind of move into different experiences and whatnot. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's it's one thing they always just kind of keep doing the same thing but like it's nice to have some kind of deviations along the way too and just you know try out different things like that cover bridge thing i keep mentioning is like that was a big deal at the time for me because it's like i've never really like did a man-made structure photograph really i've taken landscapes before but like that was just such a big 
like I guess a big deal for my creativity and my process too. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're going from all nature to man-made, I mean, that's, that's a big change. Definitely. Yeah. Like when you label and brand yourself, like in a certain way, cause I was always like the wildlife nature landscape guy, but like, and those are landscape shots of course, but like it was, yeah, like a big step, I guess, towards like just kind of being not really a generalist, but just more, more paths, I guess, to, you know, photography itself. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's also very brave too, like with the covered bridge thing specifically. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it may not be the biggest brand shift in the world, but that's still, you know, a big shift. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like a. I know, like. Go ahead. I'll I'll say the example of a uh, like Rylan. I remember when he started putting portraits on his page. Uh, that was a big shift for him. I remember, mm -hmm. and uh, he was very nervous about that, but I think it's been pretty successful for him. Oh yeah. I'd say, you know, just viewing his work, you know, over the years now, it's like, it's pretty neat to see him evolve like that. Um, yeah, I'd say he's, he's doing well for himself. Definitely. Um, just, you know, being the wildlife guy and then kind of doing a little bit of landscapes. He does a little bit of macro now. And yeah, like you said, now portraits and stuff. So he's really, you know, kudos to him because he's doing it all and doing it pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, it just helps to just keep the creative muscle kind of just you know, flexing, I guess, and just trying out new things. Um, cause yeah, it's I'd like, even like abstract photography, I know we talked about that on a previous episode, but like, um, lately I've been thinking like for my art galleries is cause you know, sometimes they don't like a bird shot framed on the wall and stuff, but I'm just thinking nowadays, like, what if I just like, not so much rebrand myself, but just try out doing like frame pieces or something, metal canvas prints of, um, like abstract photos, but they're still in nature, of course. Mm. Yeah, you know, just try out something different there. I mean, if you're trying to sell, I mean, those will definitely sell. I think yeah. people really like that kind of stuff. And I get a kick out of I feel like... telling people like textures and patterns that you see in nature. Like this is the photograph and I didn't manipulate it to look like that. You know, I feel like that's kind of fun. And you could even have like a, a color series too with like blue abstracts and green ones, you know. Oh, definitely. Showing like a certain feel or mood. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, color is a big deal for photography itself. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be a yeah. fun idea. I mean, especially for abstracts too. I'd say that's one of the main things, the different tones mm -hmm. that you get when you move the lines up and down. Yeah, it's pretty limitless too. Like you get water reflections, you get like fall foliage, which is, you know, of course, very warm and vibrant. Or you get like a nice moody kind of gray sky day and you get like some more earthy colors like greens and browns and grays. But yeah. Yeah, it's all over the place, which is the fun part about it. Mm -hmm. Just like controlled chaos. Um. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, make sure you guys do creative photos or, or creative projects. Losing <laughs> me. It's fun though. I mean, I think so. Even back in um, high school, I did like one of the assignments we had was a photo series, and I don't remember what I did. I put like song lyrics or something it was like a weird like photo series but like you had to make a series out of images of course and you know that that's like the first time i really attempted something like that you know just taking something and making it connect like a storyline almost or like a narrative mm -hmm. yeah i don't now i think about it i don't know if i've ever really done like a image only series that's like one location i mean I'll go. I'll go to a location. I'll I'll shoot different things in them, but I don't feel like they would really connect very well. 
I've always just been kind of like the one one shot like on Instagram for example I'll sometimes put two or three in a post but like they're very similar mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't really call that a series um, but mostly it's just one image I think so I don't know like I don't think I do many like series of the same subject but I definitely kind of branch out a little bit I don't know right yeah it's it's one of those things because I do the same thing too on Instagram it's like if it's like the same I don't know bird species or flower but it's like in a different perspective you know I'll, I'll just put them on like a little slideshow carousel thing just because they are kind of similar I don't want to repost the same thing a hundred times over like especially in a row of course but oh my god the people that do that good on them but it, it really <laughs> annoys me sometimes I, yeah there's there's a couple of them I know them and I follow them because they're awesome people but yeah they they, they post like 13 it feels like 13 shots because your whole feed is just the same <laughs> copy paste caption and <laughs> it's bad it's pretty bad uh, <laughs> but to each his own i guess um i forget what i was going to ask because you said something that was really good detail there um and I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank there but um yeah photo series it's like i feel like that's like a holdover from like photojournalism like photo essays mm-hmm. how many times can i say photo but like doing like an essay about like a specific location or a specific species or something. And I've always was taught, I've never really done one formally, like, like for money or something, but I was always taught it's like you get different focal lengths and different like detail shots. And then like the big encompassing, like wide angle habitat shots of whatever. And they get, you know, just more intimate, closer details and you get everything in between. And that kind of tells you the whole story right there. So it's not just like a one yeah. shot thing. It's like a you're telling everything. Yeah, like you get the tights, wides, and mediums, and like different <laughs> angles. And I like everything. that. Um, <laughs> tights, wides, mediums. Uh-huh. It, it's like it leads back to those days where there's the film photographer that had three cameras, all with a different oh, lens, definitely. and you would s- snap the different angles. And, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. It's 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 interesting way to approach, I guess, photography. Like, you know, just. If you go to look, is there like a location that you go to like the most, like which one would that be? Um, it, it rotates, but like probably my, the areas that are like five minutes away are the most, like there's a bird sanctuary I always go to. That's mm. probably my most consistent one. Right. Yeah. There's a local fed um, that I've gone to for a bajillion years now. It's, it's like a three minute drive from my house, but it's like probably one of the best places for birding um, or just nature in general. Um, in my area and I feel like it's like that I could write a whole book about this that particular spot just because it is it's a really small place not small but you know the boardwalk is like a mile or so Um, so it's like a nice place I can just kind of hop over to for an evening you know every once in a while pretty often I'd say Um, but it's it's like a place that I've gone to be like familiar with just because I've been there so many times Mm -hmm. you know yeah you know all the spots all the Okay. Every detail about that place, I bet. Yeah, the more you go there, the more familiar, of course. Um, and like, if you go there often, I try to as much, pretty much a couple times a month. I, I want to go there more. I have no excuse, but um, yeah, it's, it's like you get familiar with it. And like, if the habitat changes or they, you know, they erect a new trail somewhere, it's like you, you can clearly obvious, like tell it's been changed. Like you're just, you're oh, so yeah. familiar with the place. Yeah, and you can watch it. It's fun to watch 
those places transition between the seasons too because you you know it so well and then watching the change yeah i'd recommend that for anyone really is like get familiar with your local places and like go there as much as you can like all four seasons and just it's neat to see how everything just like evolves and changes over the year it's, it's pretty neat i think and you're gonna see a lot more that way i think you know from your camera at least oh yeah definitely and it's also fun like you can get when you go to those kind of places like you could get the same shot in this like in the summer with like green foliage and you could come back in the winter with like ice on the trees it's just kind of a really cool mm. progression that's, that's actually a nice segue not to talk about myself so much but um i did do a four seasons tree like a mini it's a really like low-key project or series um where there's a there's a local park um it's really like a kitty kind of community park playground stuff but they had some woods in this back area behind them and um not, not too many trails but it was just a nice quiet place to be and there's like this dead tree that's like half gone i guess the top half at least and it's just all four seasons i took this photograph of it the same focal length the same settings pretty much pretty similar at least and the same uh perspective and everything and then i stitched them all together the four seasons and it's it's pretty neat to see that oh cool yeah it was just it was a nice like four times a year just go there you know when there's snow or it's like you know tree the trees are blooming around it just to make it look like obvious for the season it's in um but yeah it was a really like low stress kind of project but it was neat to see at the end of the year that i took him you know just see them all lined up and everything it was pretty cool yeah it's awesome but yeah uh, it's very creative too um you could someday you could even like expand that and do like a weekly thing or maybe like a monthly mm. um see the progression that that could be really <laughs> cool as well yeah i will say there's there's some you have to have some determination to get it right like if you want it, the photos to look exactly the same so like 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 i said it's like having the same lens choice focal length uh, as close as you can get focus even what's yeah. that focus even too yep yep yeah, I actually, I drew like the same spot in the ground to make sure I like knew where I was at. So that way I could just always be in the same spot and looking the right way and everything. So, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's a fun little project. I've seen other people, it's not really original, I don't think, but like I've seen plenty of people do the same thing. You know, like look at this woods in the winter versus summer, you know, stuff like that. It's pretty cool though. It's pretty neat to see that, that change. Yeah. Yeah, and that that would probably be one of the best places to do a large scale project like that. Mm -hmm. Really allows you to, because you just know it so well. Like you could really just do a massive amount of photo series in that those kind of areas. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't go there every day though. That'd be kind of neat though. I will say you'd do like a three sixty five or something photo series for that. But yep. four seasons. I definitely, I definitely don't have the time for that. But you know, I could <laughs> do like a monthly thing. Maybe really, you you can't take one photo a day. I mean, well, like maybe a week. I, I could do a week. I couldn't do a day. Yeah, I, I'm just messing with you. But I mean, it's it's something to consider. Maybe like I don't know. Yeah. Like, no one, no one really had to say the photo's great. They just said like take a photo once a day. Uh, driving by and there's just motion blur. <laughs> yeah, who said it had to be nature? I don't know. Like. I mean, honestly, like it's an ICM. Yeah, <laughs> we could honestly, if you want, like we could do an episode about backyard like photography. That'd be fun. Yeah. Be yeah, fun. and like you could do like your three sixty five series there. Like, there's so many subjects in my backyard. You know, wildlife. Um, not really like flowers, but I mean, there's some invasive weedy plants that are kind of cool. Um, and just yeah, everything in between. 
Or like you could shoot like an individual tree and like see how the leaves change. That'd be cool. Yeah. Huh. See, it's creative. You know, juices are flowing now. I think. <laughs> yeah. So have you said you never done a three sixty five? No, I haven't. Okay. No. Um, I mean, if I probably looked through my hard drive, maybe like I have like a four season shot of a couple different views, um, but nothing intentional. Nothing. Nothing like a once a day. No. 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 <laughs> I feel like, yeah, you almost, some people may get burned out by that prospect, you know, I'm not sure how I'd feel about it. Cause I never really done like that involved of a, like a once a day thing. But then again, I don't really go like everywhere with my camera, I guess I do a lot. But... I, I, I just don't have that. <laughs> I just don't. That's fair. Yeah. I guess no. Yeah. No. Unless if you have like your Wi-Fi enabled on your camera to like load onto your phone and edit that way or something that might speed up the process. Oh, I forgot to mention that's um, it isn't one I've done yet. But this summer, um, I had an idea. Uh, I actually saw this on Instagram on like a, a reel, one of those things. <laughs> um, it, it was this guy. He set up a wide-angle lens on like a, a on a tree. Now I'm not sure if I'll put my camera on a tree, but and then he did a remote shutter release and captured all these birds. And he left the camera mounted up there, oh. like he. He drilled in, well, I think he like attached a tripod head and like had like a permanent setup where he could catch things up on the branches with his wide angle. And it, it's just really cool. Okay. So I want to try, I'm not going to put it up in a tree, but I want to try that with my wide angle and do the remote trigger via my app, um, the Canon app, which I think it works pretty well. It's a little laggy, but it, it works. Um, I think I'm going to try that. It could be pretty cool. Hmm. I, I'll stick to my tra- trail camera. You just leave that out all year. <laughs> I yeah. don't really bother. I'm not too bothered by it. I almost forget it's out there, honestly. I just like... Yeah. Have you ever gotten any, like, usable shots? Or is it, like... Um, I think when I first got it and, like, set it up, which was well over a year ago, but now, year and a half, something like that, um, I had it on photo mode, because you can only choose, like, one at a time. Um, or you can choose it to set, I think it's, like, a certain burst of photos or, like, a one-minute video clip. And I... I've been doing the video just because it's more interesting to me, you know, but you know, I got some good results with the video at least. So I, I guess that's a little bit of like a project in of itself. It's just seeing the backyard wildlife. Uh, like I said, mainly nocturnal mammals. It's really the most interesting mm-hmm. things I see. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Uh, I know some really like in-depth wildlife photographers will even bring show cameras out in the field with them and set them up <laughs> and like have them plant have them planted on like public lands for days so they can like know when there's animals that's honestly that's an idea i might try it like with a little like like the like the local fen i've mentioned like i may actually stake it out <laughs> put on a tree and see what happens that's a good idea yeah like look for a fox den or something yeah like yeah coyote i i want to have you ever shot a fox no every time i see them the camera's not with me <laughs> yeah i want to so bad it's so bad. You know, it's funny. I remember years ago, um, I was with someone at like a local park, and there's just one sit underneath like a park bench, and it was just like sleeping, like curled up in a ball sort of thing. It looked like I was a bit younger, but like it just sat with us, didn't even care. Oh, it wow. kind of like kept one eye open, just looking at us, and sometimes it like move its head up and just gonna be like looking at us, staring us down, but like it never cared. <laughs> I don't know if it was sick or oh. just it was like the I think it's middle of summer, so it's like a hot sunny day. But he was just really tired. But, mm-hmm. 
I mean, they're pretty nice animals. Oh, yeah. They get a bad rap, but I'm like, no, they're, they're beautiful. Like, they they don't do that much of wrong, I don't think. Which, they'll, they'll kill your cat, but that's about Probably the if they're really hungry, I bet. I don't think they just kill uh-huh. a cat for anything. <laughs> I hope not, at least. Yeah, and the, and the, the, the noises fox, foxes make, too, is just so odd. Just, like, doesn't fit their species. Yeah, you, you see it, and you go, like, wait, that doesn't add up. Like, I don't think it should make that sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just depends, though. But, yeah, fox would be great. I see some great photo series about like mm-hmm. mammals like that, like especially foxes. Or like, um, there's a there's a bald eagle nest. Well, there's several of them in my area, but like, there's one that people follow like really intently. Like that's like the only, I think the only thing they really focus on with photography. Um, but yeah, they really get this. You get this really kind of in depth look at their lives. Like whenever they nest and have, like, um, eaglets. I think they're called eaglets, baby eagles, and uh, just seeing them get raised and just on a day by day basis these people just taking these images and stuff. It's really neat to kind of see the progress of this family as they grow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat. So it's neat when people come up with, even if they don't like intend on it being like a big project, but it's still like a continuous thing in and of itself. Mm. Yeah. Getting those long-term projects are definitely very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I said, I don't know. For me, it's like it helps keep my head on, screwed on straight with like just my ideas. Cause I always have every day, you know, I'm daydreaming about something and I'm just like, Ooh, that's a good idea. But like kind of helps ground me and center me a little bit more to be like, all right, right. Focus on this specific thing for now or something, you know? Yeah. I get putting, that. Putting yeah. the ideas. It's hard action. to have. Yeah. I, yeah. It's definitely hard to have multiple things photography wise going on at once. Like definitely get all over the place. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong way, of course. Like that's, that's just how I operate. Like some people are just all about the photo or like if it's birding, like the life list and whatever, but like, or just a great, you know, beautiful landscape shot. But like, for me, it's like this, like the artsy kind of part of photography is what I'm really after too about projects and just making sense of everything in my head, I guess, and what I see around me. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's this one YouTuber I watch. Um, he does landscape and wildlife. He'll bring, he has five cameras, um, and he'll bring all five into the field. He'll vlog on one, shoot telephoto landscapes on one, uh, time-lapse on one, landscapes on the other, like wide-angle landscapes on the other, and wildlife on the other, all simultaneously. I mean, he's crazy. I don't get how he balances that much stuff. I don't know. He gets good shots. I mean, it's, it's does really he, does he, wait, does he, <laughs> does he have like a telephoto pointing at some mammal and then he's like, behind me here is a landscape and then over here. So he'll have like a, he'll have like all of his, his time lapse and his landscapes on tripods. So he'll wait for the light to show up. He'll snap a shot. Then he'll look for some wildlife. He'll come back, snap some more shots. And he's always time lapsing nonstop. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. It's very interesting, but it works for him. So, you know, different different styles for different people i guess this is i don't know that seems so cumbersome especially if you're like filming the you know the day out or something that's just that seems like way uh-huh. too much well yeah the thing is he doesn't really spend a lot of time in the field it seems like i think he only spends like 30 minutes oh, so wow. he literally just like runs up to a mountain and just gets the shots and leaves that's that's so rushed i don't know how i'd feel about that I mean, I mean, it's so different. It's different. So I'll give him that. And like, if if the shots are great, um, I mean, kudos to him. But 
that's just, that's, yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's different. So I can appreciate that at least. I just couldn't imagine operating like that. Two cameras is enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have one video. I just have one. I can barely manage that. Oh, yeah, I guess what I mean is yeah, video camera like GoPro and then the uh -huh. DSLR. But like yeah, I I did I did the balancing two DSLR thing, two tripods even, and it's just a lot. Oh, By my. yourself. You, you also just look like really like awkward and dorky as you're going down the trail of two things and you're just like oh my god yeah it's it's not it's not a pretty sight for anyone to look at you like what the yeah heck? it's already embarrassing enough to be doing photography with that like big gear and then when you add a vlogging camera to it just another another animal. and then you're by yourself so people automatically think like what the heck is he doing with all that stuff <laughs> it's like if you had a buddy with you they'd be like oh they're just hanging out but just like one of us to? one of us is gonna get mugged at some point <laughs> like i almost did once but one of us is going oh to gosh don't say that <laughs> you're bringing the bad vibes now no oh, one of us is never gonna get mugged. okay or all of us i hope, are never I hope neither of us and all of you listening uh -huh. i hope you don't get mugged <laughs> unless unless you shoot an icon okay no, just kidding That's... i'm kidding maybe so, no know. sony i think right. uh, i i could support sony Nikon. I'll be devil's advocate and say I don't. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> wow. But anyways, back on track here. Um, Controversy. I know. <laughs> the hot take of the day. Oh, uh, I have one more project. Okay. okay. I forgot. You have the floor. Uh, I just remembered. Uh, film photography. It's a project for you? Really? Uh, yeah. I, I think I talked about this a little bit. I got a film camera for Christmas. Mm. Um. I have not shot much, but when I do shoot, it's really it's really fun. Uh, I'm still on my first roll of film. I, I really need to get through it, but I'm at like 18 out of 24 exposures. That so I'll be I'll be developing those pretty soon. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the results. I'll definitely make a video about like the negatives and how they turned out. That'd be cool. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll scan them into my computer or something. I don't yeah, know. Do, yeah, but, do that. Do like a. A film reveal or something cool <laughs> i know where you got that from. <laughs> hey i it's it's been it's no, I, been I in my it. mind yeah. for a while now <laughs> um <laughs> i'm sorry um no it's, it's cool though um, i, I wow. remember you mentioning about the the film camera but like you did i think you didn't say anything beyond that so that's, that's, that's pretty cool though yeah i i don't i don't shoot with it quite as much as i would like but i i get like so caught up in the digital world that it's hard to remember to shoot film right yeah um but it is fun it i don't think i'll bring it with me to california although it would be great there but to save weight but um i'll definitely do some shooting like, this summer i say if it's not too cumbersome maybe like bring a roll of film and just shoot that just that roll while you're in california something like that maybe well the film the film's not the problem the camera's just kind of big oh really okay it's not big but like i just i need as much space as possible okay because I, I want to bring all three of my lenses, but I don't know. Who right, knows? that's fair though. I bet it feels a lot more refreshing mm -hmm. though, shooting film. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I never shot with an optical viewfinder either. Oh. So that was another thing. It's very interesting. Us new age kids, we don't know these things quite. As <laughs> I mean, well. yeah, really. I I will admit, optical viewfinders look a lot better than electronic viewfinders. Like, oh yeah. I, I, but, I remember um, peering through a film camera back in the day. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's definitely a it's an interesting view, but it's like it's a nice. It feels sharper, almost. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
It's neat though. I always like dreamt of like going to a thrift store and just finding like this beautiful film camera and be like, I'm getting this for five dollars and just loading that thing up with a roll and seeing what happens. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> All of them come out overexposed. <laughs> hey man, I'll tell you what. Probably the first several rolls will, because I don't know any better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, film's definitely uh it's kind of a trend now. Which I didn't get one to follow trends, but you know, maybe I can capitalize on it a little bit. I don't know. Is it really the trend though, you think? Uh I mean it gets more and more it, like it's had more and more of a resurgence, I think. I mean, over the past couple of years. Um I think when Thomas Heaton did his thing, he has a big impact. Like when he does a shift, like I feel like a large majority of the landscape started to shift too. Um, so when he did that, I think a lot of people picked up film hmm. uh, and really just kind of opened up their minds to it. And also when Ben Horn started to become more popular, uh, that was also a big film move for people. I think it's neat. Yeah. Especially with Thomas Heaton. It's like he, he did that big, he had that big phase or whatever. I think it felt like months, like where he's just shooting exclusively film or at least he was recording videos about them. And yeah, he probably with that big of a following he has probably like adopted a lot of these people into the film world now, which is pretty neat to think about. Yeah. I mean, it's film is just so different than modern photography. It's great that people are trying new things and leaving their comfort zone. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like someday I'll go back to it. Um, I just don't know when, I don't know. So I feel like it's it's a, it's a neat like niche. I don't want to call it novelty, but it's like a neat niche of like photography now, where it's like you're kind of cool in a hipster way, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to shoot yeah. film because everyone does digital now. Oh, yeah. So I I know some people that like shoot film and they think they're like the coolest thing in oh. the world. They've got like their Instagram account with their film rolls uh, and stuff. And... Yeah. <laughs> some some do the art form and some are just about writing the trend i guess i don't know it's, yeah it's cool but <laughs> it just depends uh-huh. i guess what you really approach i don't know i approach i guess in a big picture way um i approach like photography as like i'm when i go out with the camera it's like i'm getting material and like for me it's like i want as much good and bad i just want like as much as i can get of like a subject you know what i mean like work in the scene oh yeah if i'm bracketing if i'm doing focus stacks i i want like material like it's almost like a peace of mind thing. So I know I got the shots and everything's in focus. Well, not everything, but I at least got some of them in focus. And I want that to you know, bring home and, and edit and be assured that I got the shots I was like after. But yeah. Yeah. But I know that comes with the confidence I mean, I like, of it, the gear you're using too. I totally feel that. Like with landscape photography, you, you really got to like play around with your shutter speeds mm-hmm. and really look at the back of your camera after you take the shots and just make sure you like it. Like, you can't do that with film. Yeah. And digital is so much more economical. I mean, yeah, <laughs> so much less money. Yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, one $30 memory card. All you really need is one. I'm going to recommend you get two or three of the same copy of, you know, memory card that you use. But like, yeah, you only really need one. And you just yeah. go out with that. And it's, it's like unlimited storage. I doubt you're going to fill it up soon. No. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, as long as you offload your computer every once in a while, mm-hmm. you, you're good. Even if you shoot full size raw, which I'd recommend anyone does, but you know, 
Yes, please, please shoot raw. <laughs> please. I guess. Yes. Well, I guess some of those files nowadays on the bigger, the newer cameras, they're like forty-five megabytes each, and I'm just like, yikes! I don't know. Uh, at minimum, I mean, Sony like, stuff, especially. So, so, some are like a hundred. I just can't. I, that's why I like my crop I mean, sensor. It's crazy. The R5 makes like a hundred megapic or hundred megabyte files, and that camera has a frame rate of twenty frames per second. So that's two gigabytes every second. Oh, that's too much though. I just God. can't imagine. Like I don't. I almost don't want that much detail in a photo. Uh-huh. I don't know, but maybe it's like you kind of you imagine like what you're letting go of the waste because you don't have the like the higher megapixel count. I don't know. That that's why I think I might go with the R6 if I end up buying one of the two of those cameras because R6 is just 20 megapixels, which I think is perfectly fine. Really. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day though, like megapixels aren't everything. People think that no. number matters yeah, so much, really but it really does not. Sensor size matters more, if anything, which I know goes hand in hand, of course. But yeah, yeah, I, it's just kind of one of those things. Like your mind will trick you into thinking there's a difference, but there really usually isn't. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's a marketing tactic too. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, their pros have been shooting on twenty megapixel cameras for years, like the One DX series and. All the Nikon like D five and whatnot, those are all twenty megapixels and mm-hmm. pros never complained. So why should we be worried about twenty megapixels now? You know? I think the uh what was it? Art Wolf. You, do you follow his work a lot? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, he you know his uh, human canvas project he did a couple years back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's specifically because he's a can shooter, like he's gotten on and off. He did Nikon, I think, back in the nineties and two thousands, but um, lately, he's been Canon full frame, and he shot that Human Canvas series, which I recommend anyone look up because it's really it's fascinating to say the least. But he shot that all in Leica because he wanted the higher like megapixel count, so they could like print them out real big, like massive big. So, I don't know, it's, it's it's one of those that's like a and that's a creative project in itself. But like what I'm saying is like that's a specific use of gear, and he had had the money to <laughs> drop down a Leica, of course. But you know, it's just. It's food for thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't personally print images that big, so I don't think I'd ever need a camera like that. Like yeah. those, I, I don't think you do either. No. Like those big, those new Fuji uh, 100 megapixel cameras, like we'll never need that. I mean, yeah, well, it's crazy. I say never. I just don't have a like a use in mind right now that you know, would necessitate uh-huh. getting that. I mean, I just, I just feel like you and I like shoot too much for like, we'd have like, terabytes of storage every photo shoot i feel like with that camera i shoot to print out for like 16 by 20 or put up post online that's about it <laughs> i don't i don't do billboards i mean that'd be kind of cool someday maybe but like I don't i don't oh well i mean there's billboards you can print a two megapixel photo and put on a billboard like and nobody will notice like <laughs> megapixels really doesn't matter unless you crop a lot i mean if you crop obviously that's gonna help like with a 45 megapixel sensor mm. You know, you can you can definitely crop and get some great detail, but that's fair. Uh, besides that, you know, it's not really a big deal. Yeah, that's fair. I don't I don't really crop too drastically. I don't think, but I mean, like, yeah, I guess if someone was just like, I want to zoom in on this specific part, you know, that's it. Go for it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's crazy with that 100 megapixel Fuji. You can take a picture of a bird on a 200 millimeter lens. And then zoom in, and it's still sharper than like our cameras at six hundred millimeters. 
<laughs> Don't get me started now. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Whew. This is like the episode about tangents, I swear. Man. We're getting <laughs> off on yeah, this. The, I know we're talking about creativity uh, and we're like, gear. Oh, which, I mean, yeah. Gear. It goes together, I guess. Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever done like any photo books? Or are you planning to at least? I am planning to do a photo book. Um, I think I'm going to do it on my local area. Uh, like I'm going to focus on a specific park that I do a lot of shooting in. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe try to get it, get a partnership with like the park service here or whatever. Um, I think I might also make a book about sleeping bear dunes, national park and the area of Michigan I go to, cause I'm going to get a lot of images this summer. So I think that could definitely be in the works as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's, it's neat. When, I think at least when you get like a neat, like a localized kind of, view of you know the places you frequent you know it's not really like a big national park but like it could be just something that's really small and kind of close to home personable i guess yeah mm. what about you um i'm kind of in the middle of starting it still starting it um i'm gonna do like a general five-year retrospective of uh, just my photography the past five years um and it's gonna be over everything like all locations i've been to which isn't much it's mainly just ohio stuff um, but the subject matter is going to be all over the place because it's just going to show that process over the years of me trying out different things, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but it's going to be like a little bit of everything. Um, just as like a general, like a good good start to photo books because I have like so many ideas. This one's just going to be like an overarching, I guess, look at my career so far. Mm. You know, just Are you going to kind of cover all genres too? Like landscape and wildlife yep. and macro? And yeah, stuff? everything nature, outdoor. Yep. So cool. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a kind of jumbled, I guess, because it's not really a specific idea. It's just gonna be like, hey, here's my favorite photos I've taken. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's gonna be everything: birds, yeah. landscapes, flowers, you name it. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely uh, purchase that. I, oh. I'm starting to get starting to get some more photo books, so I'd love to. It it'll look nice in your shop, I bet. It feel nice at home, weird. right at home, at least. <laughs> I appreciate it. And same for yours. Yeah, it'd be cool to see. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to come out. I'm definitely, I haven't even done much work, just kind of thinking of some ideas. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, maybe, uh, I bet the at least the, uh, the the park book will probably be 2021, but the other one may be 2022. I'm not sure. Right. And it's like, for me, it's like those book things, the ideas of them is like a very like big deal because it's like you, you post an image online and it's kind of like more ephemeral. It kind of just comes and goes, right? But like the book is like very permanent to me. It's like, it's you know, yeah. I want to do it right and like edit the photos so everything's color, you know, balanced and everything. Everything that actually looks good. Because it's it's kind of like a book's forever, you know, physical book especially. And you, you want to make sure, I think you're definitely at a place to do this, but you want to make sure that your audience is, you know, you don't, you know, I, I know you're not doing it for the money, but like, you want to make sure you'll at least get some sales on the book, you know? And I mean, yeah, not to sound full of myself, but yeah, I do have a decent following that I feel like a, a handful of them will buy a copy, which I, of course, appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can ask for is that someone buys it. I don't want, you know, just be stuck with them. But I, I make them for the process too, of course, like anything. Mm-hmm. Just to yeah. make it, you know, the, the actual making of it is like probably the most enjoyable part for me. Are you going to do another uh, calendar? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to continue doing those because that turned out pretty well. 
pretty good um cool. people warmly received it um and just giving that out to even family like my mom has one up in her her house which is cool mm-hmm. so yeah i'm definitely gonna continue those so be on the lookout for that too cool yeah i think i'll do i didn't do one for like the public but i think i'll do one like more publicly this year mm-hmm. yeah, you just got but I, I, they were great christmas gifts for my family so <laughs> there you go as long as people appreciate it you know that's what counts Mm. yeah yeah so is there anything else you had to add to the episode um i i don't i don't think so no just uh you know don't be afraid to go outside your uh comfort zone like we said earlier and uh try some new projects yeah consider better myself got any announcements um i kind of just mentioned them i guess yeah (laughs) book on the way calendar on the way um other than that that's pretty much it so how about you um i've got let's see um i have an ad that i shot an ad for huntsville and video for a stool um <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be up on their website soon um so i'll let you guys know when that's up there um if you'd like to check it out uh I, i'm pretty proud of it it's just a minute and 15 seconds you know they wanted it nice and concise you know because it's like the product page ad so like if you're buying the product that's what you'll watch to kind of get an overview uh, it's very cinematic so I, I did a lot of like forest i shot it all in this uh forest um i borrowed a camera and stuff and everything so i could make it look high quality uh, i'm really excited like the sponsorship I'm, I'm gonna get more gear soon um to test out so stay tuned for that um i've got some big things coming this summer um you know i may or may not be speaking at some conferences and whatnot Ooh. so I'll, I'll give I'll give more details later, um, but keep your eyes out. So yep, follow him on all the socials and channels, or here. Yes, because we'll, we'll no doubt be talking about you know all the exciting oh yeah you know, updates in our lives. Uh, and and also let's see, it'll probably be about in about three weeks. Um, let's just say you're going to see some great photos on my Instagram. So, hmm. uh, yeah, of some mountains and elk and bears hopefully uh all kinds of things that's gonna be awesome yeah i got a lot of i got a lot of uh, photos i'm gonna roll out over the next couple of weeks of just spring stuff you know warblers especially birds oh, yeah cool. lots of cool stuff I, I i did not get any warblers like I, I don't know like i don't know if i was looking in the wrong places but i i think i got one maybe but i don't know it was just very yeah the, i see the same couple and um i'm not the most well versed in them so maybe i'm just maybe it's the same for you but like i'm just missing them like the calls and such uh, but you know each year i build upon the knowledge of them so i kind of see new ones and i get familiar with them so maybe it just depends but yeah are, are they gone already or do you think they're, oh, still... they're around oh yeah they're up until right. the end of the month I'd say, I'd say by June, it's like the kind of start going away. Um, but it's weird because each one's kind of on their specific timetable. So like some stick around for like a week or two and then they're just gone. They go up north or south. Mm-hmm. So it, it really just depends on the species basis. It's, it's weird. Yeah. So it just depends though. Well, uh, thank you guys for watching. Yeah, and listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.